Welcome into the Common Sense Podcast by Connective, where we connect you to the future of banking. Join us as we dive into the latest news and trends in banking and fintech, learn from leaders in the space, and make the complex simple. It's common sense. For our very first episode, we're kicking it off with a rapid fire roundup of five fascinating news stories. So buckle up. I'm your host, Ben Hawbrooks. Let's do this. First up, what's in your wallet? Capital One announced that it plans to buy rival card from Discover in a $35 billion all stock deal to combine the two major US credit card issuers into a payments giant. So how big are we talking? The merger would form the largest US credit card company by loan volume and the sixth largest bank in the US. Capital One would get its own credit card network to directly process customer transactions, allowing it to compete with the Visa and MasterCard duopoly. You can hear that loud and clear in the statement from Richard Fairbank, chairman and CEO of Capital One. Here's what he had to say. Our acquisition of Discover is a singular opportunity to bring together two very successful companies with complementary capabilities and franchises and to build a payments network that can compete with the largest payments networks and payments companies. The transaction is expected to close in late 2024 or early 2025 as long as it can get the green light from both regulators and shareholders. Will it get approved? Hard to say. Initial reactions have been mixed, and antitrust opposition is already forming. There's no way this deal doesn't receive close attention from regulators, so stay tuned. Time will tell. There's one thing we can all agree on, though. It's don't mess with Samuel L. Jackson. Next up, SCORE is a new dating app for people with good to excellent credit. You heard that, right? Neon Money Club, a creative studio focusing on fintech products, just launched the app and users must have at least a 675 credit score to join. The SCORE app aims to raise awareness about financial health and relationship, which is a topic that's often overlooked. I mean, finances can be a really important part of relationships for a lot of people. Luke Bailey, co-founder and CEO of Neon Money Club, believes that discussing finances in unconventional settings like dating is crucial for education. The app is available for a limited time, it requires an application for access, and conducts a soft credit check. If approved, users can match with financially like-minded people. Some have criticized the idea as exclusionary or classist, but Bailey defends it, stating that good credit is aspirational and the app offers resources to improve financial literacy. Here's what Bailey had to say. Before you can educate people, you need to get their attention. With SCORE, we're bringing the conversation to dating. Bailey hopes that SCORE and Neon Money Club will encourage more diverse voices in the finance industry and open doors for others like them. Here's another story on the credit score beat. Is credit score grade inflation myth or fact? During the pandemic, government assistance and credit policy changes led to a broad increase in credit scores. Should banks adjust lending behaviors? Short answer, it's complicated. Some argue that this inflation doesn't necessarily reflect reduced default risk, but others, like Capital One CEO, there he is again, have expressed concerns about granting credit based on potentially inflated scores. Factors like pausing mortgage payments and federal student loan forbearance played a huge role in the trend, but now that those have resumed, there's real worry about getting credit risk right. The data says that while some consumers moved to higher credit score ranges, delinquencies also increased in those groups. 
we are seeing some adjustments in lending behaviors with some lenders reducing non-prime card issuances. A recent Federal Reserve study found that many consumers moved out of subprime categories, but delinquency analysis was muddled due to those shifts, which just goes to show the complexity of interpreting credit trends during and after the pandemic. Here's what Ricard Bandebo, EVP and Chief Product Officer at Vantage Score, had to say about the trend. It's erroneous to conflate the changes in median or average scores with the relationship between scores and the risk of default. The risk of default for a given score will decrease during strong economic cycles and increase during weaker economic cycles. Translation? Don't overreact. Speaking of reactions, here's a notable one. When asked about AI in a recent interview with CNBC, JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon said it's the real deal and he's a big optimist about it. I quote, this is not hype, this is real. When we had the internet bubble the first time around, that was hype. This is not hype, it's real. He predicts that AI will pervade nearly every job inside of JP Morgan's own internal AI efforts, including 200 people researching large language models and creating a new role to handle AI internally. Diamond also expressed optimism about AI's potential in fields like cybersecurity and pharmaceuticals, envisioning it as a catalyst for medical breakthroughs like, you guessed it, finding a cure for cancer. If curing cancer sounds a little out there, how about an example of AI implementation that's more definitive? Well, here you go. Buy now, pay later company Klarna just announced that its OpenAI-powered chatbot is doing the equivalent work of 700 full-time human agents. The AI assistant launched globally last month and has already handled 2.3 million conversations. That's two-thirds of the company's customer service chats. Okay, but what about customer satisfaction? Connor says the bot scores are on par with human agents with users resolving their issues in less than two minutes compared to 11 minutes with human agents. They also reported a 25% drop in repeat inquiries since the chatbot's introduction. I don't know about you, but that two minutes versus 11 minutes stat is the one that really stands out to me. I doubt you like sitting on a human chat waiting for the next message when you know the agent is servicing a handful of other customers. Bot or not, am I right? Anyway, I digress. Here's what Sebastian Shamiakovsky, co-founder and CEO of Karna, had to say. Karna's AI breakthrough in customer interaction means superior experiences for our customers at better prices, more interesting challenges for our employees, and better returns for our investors. Karna anticipates a $40 million increase in profit due to the bot's efficiency, which is a big deal since the fintech has been in talks with investment banks for an IPO that could happen later this year. And that is a wrap for today. Thanks for listening. Common Sense is brought to you by Connective, the leading provider of connectivity workflow and analytics software for the banking sector. Check us out at connective.io. That's K-I-N-E-C-T-I-V-E.io and connect to the future of banking. Until then, we'll catch you on the next episode. It's Common Sense.